Answering Mormon's Questions by Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson deals with 36 commonly asked questions by your LDS friends and neighbors. It's a great resource for Christians who want to share their faith with friends and loved ones. Be sure to pick up your copy today at your favorite Christian bookstore. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Jenna Reese, who writes a blog called Flunking Sainthood, is a very popular LDS writer. And uh, you have to admit, she's kind of a rebel, too, because she wrote an article titled The Top Ten Changes President Russell M. Nelson Has Made in the LDS Church. And even the title itself, I, I think, tends to show that Jana Reese, at some point, really doesn't want to conform to a lot of the dictates that her church is laying down by the mere fact that she calls it the LDS Church. And she knows that you're not supposed to call it that any longer. It's supposed to be known by its long title, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, the subtitle, and this is a religion news service piece, so I don't know if they came up with this or if she did, but then she says... While many Mormons, including me, expected a Nelson presidency to be staid and uneventful, it has been full of pleasant surprises. I wonder if Jesus is uh, upset with the use of Mormons there, Bill. Well, you would think so if Russell M. Nelson was telling us the truth. He says that when you do not use the proper title of the church, I don't know if some Mormons might say, well, maybe that doesn't include calling ourselves Mormons, even though that was part of it as well. He said you're not supposed to refer to yourself, if you're a member, as being Mormon or even LDS, and you most certainly don't refer to the church as the Mormon church or the LDS church. Now, we're not LDS, he's not our prophet, and we find it very awkward to use that long title, and we've explained many times that we're not going to cater to that dictate. We don't see any reason why we should. We're still getting our message across, and we're not trying to be disrespectful at all. But this article I found to be quite fascinating. The top 10 changes President Russell M. Nelson has made in the LDS Church. They certainly are not changes I probably would have put on my list, but let's look at some of the things that Jana Reese has to say, because I think it tends to expose, perhaps, her more left-leaning politics rather than anything else. And I think this comes out because she makes some statements in this article that I, I don't know if she meant to, but for me, it seemed to be like a glaring admission regarding her spirituality and how she defines what the church should really be. Should it move with the culture, or does it really move the way God dictates it? Now, most Latter-day Saints, of course, it would be the latter. I don't know if Jana Reese really believes that. Now, this article came out on January 18th, 2022, but how does she start off this piece, Eric? Last week marked the four-year anniversary since Russell M. Nelson assumed leadership of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and it's been quite an unexpected ride. When he became the president in January 2018, the general consensus seemed to be that people were not expecting major changes. 
He was described as a company man, someone who had uneventfully risen through the ranks of church leadership for decades without making waves. NBC News said the 93-year-old Nelson, quote, isn't expected to move the church in major new directions, end quote, while the Chicago Tribune surmised, quote, Nelson's record during his three decades in church leadership suggests he will make few changes as he upholds church teaching and seeks to draw new members, end quote. And here's the headline from the Wall Street Journal, quote, Mormon leader Thomas S. Monson dies, likely successor, unlikely to alter church's course, end quote. I believe that too. I was underwhelmed by Nelson's initial news conference, particularly that his response when asked about the roles of women in the church amounted to, quote, you can know I love women because I have nine daughters, end quote. It was the typical and disappointing Mormon patriarchy line that women are wonderful because they are wives, mothers, and daughters who make life better and easier for men. Yawn. If I was guilty of expecting little from a nonagenarian company man, I've had cause to repent. I'm very glad to have been wrong about President Nelson in a denomination that has for the last half century implemented changes glacially, if at all. He has moved forward on a number of fronts. Here are my top 10. Now, notice she's already kind of played her hand, wouldn't you agree? When she criticizes him for his statement, you can know I love women because I have nine daughters. I, I would tend to agree with her. That doesn't really tell me anything. It's, it's, it's kind of sidestepping what I'm sure is the true issue about the role of women in the, the government of the church. But she starts off with number one. Number one is this, reversing the 2015 LGBT exclusion policy. She talks about the 2019 reversal of the 2015 policy that just Put us right back where we started, she says. Once again, children of gay couples could be baptized and blessed, and once again, gay members were not subject to automatic excommunication for being in a relationship. As such, that hardly seems like progress, but the reason this policy reversal is my number one change is that it demonstrated something we almost never see in modern Mormonism, which is a prophet visibly and decisively changing direction in a very short period of time. Now, we should explain to our listeners, what exactly is she talking about? Because she does not go into a lot of detail in this particular piece. But what was that about? You wrote an article when this all took place, not when this quote-unquote policy went into effect, but actually when it was reversed. And we noticed something in this change that I thought exposed another flaw in how the leadership in the LDS Church dictate. Is it policy, or are they dictating doctrine that came through Revelation? And it was very confusing. Yeah, an article that I did write uh, that's titled, A Change Made to a Controversial Quote-Unquote Policy, God's Directive, or a Political Adjustment. And if you'd like to see that, you can go to our website, mrm.org, slash policy or God's directive, and those would be, there would be hyphens between each of those words, policy or God's directive. Let me just read part of this article, because I think it will explain exactly the situation that took place. This is how I start. The leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints reversed a church quote-unquote policy in 2019 that had been implemented just three and a half years earlier. The original policy made on November 3, 2015, stated how, quote, 
A natural or adopted child of a parent living in a same-gender relationship, whether the couple is married or cohabiting, may not receive a name and a blessing, end quote. In addition, the baptism of, quote, a child of a parent who has lived or is living in a same-gender relationship, end quote, was allowed only if the child was legally an adult, 18, and committed to the teaching of the church while not living, quote, with the parent who has lived or currently lives in a same-gender cohabitation relationship or marriage, end quote. So what happened was, in 2015, if you were a child under 18 who was living in a household where the parents were homosexual, then you were not allowed to get baptized or blessed or be given the name until you turned 18, which caused a major fervor throughout the church because many said that was very much unfair to the child to be paying for the sins of the parents, especially since Mormonism teaches you attain the age of accountability at the age of eight. So if that child were to die between the age of eight and 18, they would not get to go to the celestial kingdom. Well, we did have a problem with how that original policy came about, and in fact, I continue writing and say the policy was reversed. Dallin H. Oaks, the first counselor in the church's top leadership, called the first presidency, explained on an LDS church website on April 4, 2019, that, quote, effective immediately, children of parents who identify themselves as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender may be baptized without first presidency approval if the custodial parents give permission for the baptism and understand both the doctrine that a baptized child will be taught and the covenants he or she will be expected to make, end quote. Now, what's fascinating is this is just three and a half years later, Bill, after the policy was first made, and there were things that were said by Russell M. Nelson, the very person we're talking about with Jana Reese in her article, because this is what happened in, in uh, 2015. Russell Nelson, he was an apostle at the time, but he became the church's top leader in January 2018. He claimed in a January 10th, 2016 talk that the leaders make decisions based on God's guidance. And he even claimed that it is not unusual when he or other leaders are awakened during the night with further impressions about issues with which we are concerned. He said something in this talk in January of 2016 that said this was more than a policy, but rather it was God's directive. I'm going to cite this and listen very carefully to what he said to support the 2015 quote-unquote policy that did not allow uh, children of homosexual parents to get baptized. This is what he said. Filled with compassion for all, and especially for the children, we wrestled at length to understand the Lord's will in this manner. Ever mindful of God's plan of salvation and of his hope for eternal life for each of his children, we considered countless permutations and combinations of possible scenarios that could arise. We met repeatedly in the temple in fasting and prayer and sought further direction and inspiration. And then, when the Lord inspired his prophet, President Thomas S. Monson, to declare the mind of the Lord and the will of the Lord, each of us, and he's talking about the apostles who were there, during that sacred moment, felt a spiritual confirmation. It was our privilege as apostles to sustain what has been revealed to President Monson. Revelation from the Lord to his servants is a sacred process. And so the question, obviously, that we raised is, wait a minute. 
So God supposedly reveals this to the leaders in the church. If it's revealed, is that not a revelation? And if God revealed this and that policy that was made in 2015 was supposed to be the mind and the will of God himself, why does it change in less than four years? Does the God of Mormonism not see at least four years down the road that, no, I'm going to have to pull back on this? But you see, this is what makes us think that this church is being guided by the culture. They make this position, and then they reverse the position, call it a policy, because policies can be reversed. Doctrine allegedly cannot, even though that is not even consistent in church history. But still, it shows that they're using the culture in order to, to guide the church. Oh, and doesn't that bother you, Bill, that she's trying to make Nelson to be the hero because they did change it in 2019 when he's the president? But in 2016, he fully supported the decision of 2015, and he calls it—well, uh, I think he's calling it revelation. Revelation from the Lord to his servants is a sacred process. I think that's the whole process of how they came to that decision in 2015. And I'm sure Jana Reese was not all too excited about that decision that came about in 2015. Tomorrow, we're going to continue looking at Jana Reese's top 10 changes that Russell M. Nelson has made since becoming president in 2018. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.